Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? I am mine. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. Your disease, and I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Gimme Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello there. Hello there, General Kenobi. General Kenobi. Even though it's not going to sound like it to anyone else listening right now, but we're back. We're back to our regular scheduled recorded episodes. Gone for a month and you didn't even know it. Fun fact, Charlie. Go ahead. I outlived Aaron Carter. That's cold, dude. <laughs> I did. That, I didn't see that one coming, ooh. but I did. Uh, you know, <laughs> we did make the comment before we took the break that uh, people might die. And just because we're not talking about them topically doesn't mean we're not. And uh, damn it, a lot of people died. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A lot died. We go on a break and we're like, we accidentally killed five people. <laughs> that just because you wanted to take a break date i'm putting all that on your shoulders the kevin conroy one that one hurts <laughs> that one that one that one that one, that david, one hurt J- i didn't J- mean for Jason that david one frank hurt a lot too uh albert pune hurt a lot we just did a as you hear this we'll have just done a tribute to them over on the action elite for you know cyborg and nemesis all all my favorite just action movies that just make no sense but they're fun so Nate, we got a uh, we got some visitors here with us tonight. Two very beautiful people. Two this, beautiful people that this has been going on for like eight months trying to get these <laughs> it two. Almost happened at one point. It almost did. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we would like to welcome to the show after you know dealing with their agents and the ridiculous list of demands. You know how hard it is to find white M&Ms, Nate? I mean, they a both demanded... A thousand white M&Ms in a, a brandy a f- glass. It was, and I'm going to say brown it now. brown M&Ms, like, uh, yeah. what's his face? Do you know how you get white M&Ms, though? I sucked all the color off of them and spit them back in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I hope they enjoyed them. Well, let's, welcome, <laughs> let's welcome the boys from Spoils of Horror. We have, first up, Steven. Say hello, brother. What's up? Yeah, the people that you hired to carry me to my seat here, great job. You're welcome. Uh, okay, good. Money well spent, money well spent. Mm-hmm. And his partner in crime and slime and gooey and everything they do over on the show, Mr. Leo. Say hello, Leo. I do have one complaint. My throne is not throny enough. I, uh, I I will be writing a letter. But other than that, I'm happy to be here. Well, Charlie I makes them. Yeah, I paid for the extra gilding, sir. So I will be speaking with the the person that made Gilder? it and making gil, you know gold gilt gilded in gold. Come on, Nate, I, don't start already. No, we're just no. we just came back. I mean, what I love though is both these guys showed up in the shirts that you gave them. 
Yes. 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 The audience can't see it, but they are wearing Give Me Back My Action (laughs) horror movie shirts, which is lovely because like three weeks ago, Steven shot me and messaged like, hey, thank you so much for the shirts. I went, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You got to play that shit off. You got to be like, yes, exactly. You're welcome. Yeah, I did it because it caught me (laughs) off guard. And then I listened to your uh, Night of the Demons episode. and You give us a big shout out in it of getting the, the swag. And I was like, yep. We definitely did that as a team. <laughs> you're welcome, Nate. That's what co-hosts are supposed to do, but I, you're supposed yep. to roll with it a little bit better than <laughs> nope, that. Not me. Uh, it, man. It, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a screenshot or something of the recording so everybody can see that before we get done tonight. But yeah, we, uh, we sent them over some shirts and stuff. They do a ton of work for us. Leo did our commercial, which is being played on all the other shows. If you're if you listen to us, you hear their commercial all the time. We we are huge fans of their show. They say they've heard of us, but you know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see how accurate they've listened to us as this episode goes. So we are we and they are spoils of horror, and this is the action side of the action show. So yes, I was like, yes. how what? did this happen? Okay, so when we tried this eight months ago, we had a good plan, and mm-hmm. honestly, it was a movie I thought was great, and it kind of. It kind of bridged both, but I still question the horror side of bridging it. But we were going to do Toxic Avenger and oh, yeah. you know, a great, you know, Tromaville movie. Everyone knows it. You know, it's iconic. And then Steven got mad, ripped all of the <laughs> Internet out of his building. The entire the en- building. The entire apartment building. There are other people. He's like, nope, no internet for you. Nope, Every, no internet like for you. Five condos, they all had to be rewired. <laughs> yeah. Charlie said he didn't like one costume, and I was like, nope, not putting <laughs> up with that. <laughs> and it was really only... awkward because it was just us and Leo for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't let him go. That we weren't recording an episode anymore. You guys didn't record that. That was some of our best. I so, think it, I'm pretty so sure to it clarify is. for your audience, my internet died. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was quite comical because he, you know, normally we have some issues. It's not, you know, perfect every time we do it. And it was just funny that every once in a while, Stephen get ready to. T- it was when you get ready to talk, yeah. and then nothing. And so it was like, okay, Leo, you why don't you jump in? And then Stephen would be back. He'd make a comment. Okay, Stephen says, and then gone. Yeah. So it, was it was just, just over and over again. It, it was his best recording ever. <laughs> now I have decided after watching Class of 1999. Oh, is that the movie we're doing? Is that the movie we're doing? So if okay. Steven's internet acts up, I'm gonna spank his internet provider. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting a spanking. Spank that ass, Les. Spank <laughs> that ass. If you guys all misbehave, you're getting spanked. Ah, spanks are getting, you know, passed out today. Well, with Nate being the master of segues, we are doing class of 1999 tonight. And I'm sure there's going to be quite a few of you going, what? What's that movie? I have never heard of this movie, Um, but I have. And so when I watched this again earlier this year, probably about a month or two ago, it just hit me. And I was like, you know what? This this is a perfect movie, I think, for all of us to do instead of Toxic Avenger. I had a feeling most of them hadn't seen it. And just the feeling of what I know they cover on their show and what we like to cover over on ours for a bit more obscure movies. I'm like, this is great. And also it's directed by the guy that did commando. You know, there is a lot of pedigree behind this particular movie. And I thought it would just be fun. And I think it fits the bill. And there is just a bit of horror 
in this one as well. I mean, I think it fits well. So tell you what, let's go ahead. Let's hit the trailer real quick. It's a super short trailer. Like I try to find the short ones. No, they were like, yeah, about a minute. That's all you need to know about this movie and you'll all go watch it. So let's hit the class of 1999 trailer and we'll be right back. In 1998, six million violent incidents took place in American high schools, including 29,927 teacher fatalities. The public school system has been reduced to a battlefield. But the Board of Education has just found a solution. The perfect solution. You're next, Mr. Cope. For the class of 1999. What are you? The class of 1999. These androids were supposed to educate the students. Battle droids, Miles. Battle droids. To graduate is to survive. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the trailer for class of 1999. I think right? it's fun that this movie simultaneously got everything correct and everything wrong. <laughs> they, they did not predict 1999 to have the right amount of technology that it should have had, but mm-hmm. they also did not predict the Y2K thing where there would be no technology. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's prophetic and not at the same time, <laughs> you know, but Bravo for trying, man. I mean, they, they, uh, they went, they really went out there. So for those that don't know, this is a, I want to call it a spiritual sequel to class of 1984, which is Mark L. Lester's original, you know, he, the guy that directed this also directed that one, which was a teacher versus gangs of students. And I, I'm a fan of that movie. And I don't know if you guys have watched any of the other, like there's the prequel, there's the sequel. No, no, to all I this. didn't even know nope. there was a part two until after this <laughs> ended. And Tubi went, would you like to watch part two? And I went, hell yeah, I do. But I got to watch another movie before I can. Uh, uh, <laughs> fun fact, I watched number two before I ever watched any of these because I, I am a huge Sasha Mitchell fan. Um, ever since, you know, um, God crap, what's the name of the show he was on? Um, TGI Fridays. Oh, oh, um, it was like one of those like step by step shows. Or Ste- something. It was step by step. What? That's the uh, name of it. Step by step. Good job, Stephen. You nailed it. Don't yeah. tell anyone I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but he he played the the dumb kind of uh, cousin Cody on there, and there was an episode where he actually did martial arts in the show. And then I started finding out he had done like Kickboxer 2. He had done a ton of like these straight to video martial arts movies. And then I found Class of 1999 to The Substitute. And I won't spoil anything for you guys for you to watch it because it's it's honestly one of my favorites just because of the nostalgia. But Mark L. Lester had done a movie about a teacher fighting a gang members. It's a, it's a good movie. It's very gritty. It's not this movie at all. This one, he's like, let's make it sci-fi now. Let's make it, let's give them robot teachers versus a gang war. And let's throw some Terminator and escape from New York. And one other movie I want to talk about a little bit later, because I want to know if anyone else picked up on something I did or if I'm just crazy. But we'll get there, and I, I'm kind of hoping Leo caught it, but we'll find out, because I, I don't know. I have a feeling Leo either caught it, or when I say it, he'll be like, oh, yeah, you're right. 
Uh-huh. But we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm hoping Steven got it. Are you hoping Steven yeah. got it? I don't even I'm know hoping, what it is. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone got it. But as we Hydra got it. Uh, <laughs> there's, hey, a, man. there's a lot of other influence in this movie too, though. Like there's a lot of like different little fingerprints in it. Yeah. Oh, there's there is a ton. Places, yeah. 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 And you know, there's there's so many like little throwbacks to, you know, other movies. Um, and the cast in this movie is God, it's it it this movie doesn't deserve the cast it got. You know, with Malcolm McDowell, Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Greer. Yeah. God. Yeah, when Pam Greer showed up, I went, Oh hell yeah. This this movie goes to show there's literally nothing that Pam Greer can do where she's not a badass. Right? Oh yeah. Like literally rip her chest open and we're fine with it as the movie goes on at the ending and she's just walking around with her shirt and yeah, chest. Pam Greer open. booby. <laughs> Little half boob hanging out as it slipping goes. out the side. But we also got like Stacy Keach in here, and which drove me insane for like the first half hour. Like, why does this dude look so familiar? God, <laughs> yeah. Did anybody he, catch who the lead is? The lead guy. Well, the lead guy, Brad Cody? and Greg. I don't know. Yeah, my heart. He's in, Cody. He is in Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Yes, he is. He is. He's the puppet guy. Oh, oh he's is the he one really? that gets yeah. all his ligaments pulled out. Yeah. Yep. Man, well, did not. I, I, have, <laughs> I have a surprise actor in here that it was bugging me watching it, and I had to look him up. And his name didn't like ring any bells, but he plays Sonny, which is the guy that gets totally messed up by the uh, the guards out front. He's with them when they pick up Cody from the prison, and he's played by Darren E. Burroughs. And I looked him up and I'm like, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't know, you know, like the movies he's in. I've seen a handful of them, but not a lot, but I kept looking at his face going, I, I know this kid. I know this guy. I looked up his IMDB and scrolled on down. Guess who his dad is? Nate. I had no clue. Burr. Billy Drago. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am not kidding you. <laughs> Billy Drago is his dad. And I was Drago like, I had a kid. That is it because there's times if you pause it, that's young Billy Drago. A in woman this carried movie. Billy Drago's baby, baby <laughs> for nine months. Willing, willingly, hopefully, and lived. <laughs> for those Billy that Drago don't know, raised the kid, go back and listen to our Hills Have Eyes and then our Delta Force 2. And speaking of Delta Force 2, John P. Ryan is in this movie. Yep. Uh, uh, who is the over exuberant general in Delta Force 2? Oh, that's right. Always the hard way. Uh, and he has the same maniacal smile and, and mannerisms in this movie as he did in Delta Force 2. And I was just, those aren't the reasons I love this movie. Those are just the little sprinkles on top me, that make it all that much better. We also got names. The, uh, I'm blanking on his last name right now, but. The kid that played Angel, yeah, uh, oh, Homer, the, Homer, exactly from yeah. uh, Near Dark. Well, yeah. also the the girlfriend is from Fright Night too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's movie celebrities here. Oh, there are a ton. Yeah, and because we were going to do Toxic Avenger, and now we're doing this one. Patrick Kilpatrick was in Toxic Avenger, and he's the main robot in Class of 1999. Mm-hmm. He was the red and black 
uh, gang member at, <laughs> at, uh, at the little fast food place. And I, I remember it. that because that I think that's what we were talking about when everything died on that's the episode. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we were talking about. And I'm watching this going, ah, oh, we got Patrick Kilpatrick back again. It was the Sandman right. and like Death Warrant. I mean, he's been in a ton of movies. And as, to me, this is probably one of my favorites of his anyway. Mm-hmm. He makes the best bad guy. Um, <laughs> Nate, Nate had an interaction with uh, Angel the other day, didn't you, Nate? Well, I followed him. Then he ended up like noticing two of our stories on Instagram. So That's now right. Angel knows we exist. We're basically best friends. Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's funny you guys mention uh, Tracy Lynn, who played Christy, the the main uh, lead actress in the movie. Yeah. Now, maybe it was just my version on Tubi, but every time she showed up on the screen, Dreamweaver kept coming on. Is that what it was? There was a lot lot of hearts. Did that happen for anyone else or was that just me? That's you. That's probably a feature you have. Okay, that's a feature I had. I I thought it was settings. Yeah. uh, Oh, the that's tracking. the one that showed up for me with Pam Greer. Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. I yeah, think that's what happens hard. when fell fast. I think and hard. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you actually do the sign up on Tubi. You know, most just <laughs> watch it without signing up. You get so. to pick your crushes. Like three yeah. pictures come up, and you yeah. just click on one. <laughs> that's how Tubi we really narrows it down. Yeah, they really. <laughs> Get those recommendations nailed in perfectly. Those algorithms are getting out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Tubi, we're still waiting for that sponsorship. Anytime you want to, you want to sponsor us, we're 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 willing to do it. Not for a lot of money. I'll I'll just take the free sign in. I would and I'll, just, ta- I'll take it. I would take one time traveling machine with my current age to go back to 1990. Yeah, that, that's my yeah. demands. Yeah. yeah. Is that- <laughs> yeah, it's, funny. it's nothing to do with the movie, but in mentioning that, people talk about that yeah, hypothetical. If you had time travel, what would you do? I wouldn't even do it to try and get rich or anything weird like that. I just want to go back and watch Star Wars on launch weekend. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. That's how that would I would the one. time travel. <laughs> like- <laughs> All right. So I- I'll go back to try to like shoot my shot with Christy, and then I'll go back <laughs> a little bit further to go see the Star Wars premiere. And then That's I'll right. go forward a little bit to see Empire and spoil it as I'm walking out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he just wants to spoil it for everyone. <laughs> I can't he believe was it dad. was his dad. <laughs> You're that one asshole on the news who gets like. <laughs> uh, some Wookiee standing in line beats Nate to yeah. death. <laughs> He's on me from limb to limb. <laughs> He's on the five o'clock news. It's, it's <laughs> Ohio, man. Yeah. <laughs> They won't even know where you're from. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't take your ID when you time travel, dum dum. What's wrong with you? <laughs> don't do that. How am I supposed to play a drink? Over. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'll save all this for our time cop episode when we finally cover that movie. We get into the the deepness of. Time I will go travel. into the science of time cop. That way, I can win over Christy. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. She yeah. will be mine. That's she clearly goes for that kind of nerdy mold. Yeah. <laughs> I was still trying to figure out like, so they, they paint, they paint this whole thing as damn near post-apocalyptic almost. I, like there's so many gangs everywhere that have basically taken over. Well, I just thought, like, Oh, it's escape from New York. Oh, it totally it's, is. Yeah. Like, this movie it, is what everyone is freaking out that gun violence will be now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's on the pulse as far as that goes. Like, 
you know, armed guards at schools and, you know, a ton of stuff like that. Isn't it weird that topically we've passed 1999 by year and here we are not in a dystopian future, but in a future where this stuff is more rampant. Yeah. Dystopian was a year or two ago. That's when it was more dystopian. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, go for it. No, go ahead. No, Uh, I was just going to continue on the thought of, that so they made these schools they they basically militarized them and there's like dmz zones everywhere you know that's where the school is but yeah everything around it is just war and chaos between the gangs except this one school has rich preppy kids that go to it and neanderthals and members yeah so I, I want to be very clear before I tear into this movie or anything. I really liked this movie. I really yeah. enjoyed oh, it. Uh, I'm going to um, go ahead and say I think it's the best movie we've ever covered. Oh, <laughs> I, thank God. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, and I have a lot to compliment about it. However, I was thinking like, <laughs> this is like a war zone. And these kids are like, oh, like just shooting up guns in the air and whatnot. And then they're like, oh, uh, it's 730. I got to go to school. Yeah. I have yeah. <laughs> Okay, now. This digs right into one of my big notes. I'm not sure if you're living in this future as a 13 to 16-year-old kid where every day is literally you can wake up dead and you're fearing for your life that punching the clock at school and doing your math homework is your priority. These kids are throwing grenades at each other. Yeah, (laughs) out of prison. And they're like, Cody, you magnificent stud, what do you want to do now that you're out of prison? And they're like, go to school. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And the fact that everyone else is there, too. It's it's the one plot hole I have in this movie that's big enough to drive a truck through. Like, why is this what they're focused on? Why? Oh, we've got to do what the teacher says. we got to actually punch in at seven and leave it for. It's the classic, how do we reach these kids? You know? Yeah, Yeah, I feel like Cody should have just shown up to the school and had no one there. Then, of course, there's no movie. Yeah. but (laughs) But where are they getting all the ammo? How are they affording so much ammo? Uh, some of them learned how to make it. They're out there chiseling rocks and getting the and then, ingredients. Like, when we meet Cody's mom, that's when I realized this movie was actually a prequel to 8 Mile. Uh. Uh, okay, <laughs> now you're touching on something that I was going to talk about. I, I, this was that the video. influence? Did I get it? Uh, close. It's part <laughs> of it. What no one can see is the giant grin on my face of all three of them just diving right into this movie with exactly what i wanted i wanted this to be like what did you pick and why do i like this movie so much that is the exact feeling i wanted from everyone because leo makes the comment a plot hole you can drive a bus through let's make it a big yellow armored school bus that drives around the neighborhoods to pick up the hooligans also they all have to go through uh uh, metal detectors because they're all carrying assault rifles, shotguns, shotguns. like <laughs> handguns, what probably a rocket launcher. <laughs> can I can <laughs> I just say something real quick? Rocket launcher? Do they put it back in their hands? Oh, here you go. Have fun, Johnny. <laughs> right? Do you, get back out? T- do you get a ticket? It's like, <laughs> oh wait, I have my uh, ballet system. Like I'm number sixty nine. Nice. Give me back my shotgun. <laughs> 
Also, I just I just gotta say one of my favorite things. I kept I laughed every time I saw this when they're going through the metal detector. There's a bunch of us, you know, soldiers that are there that are like, remember, like no weapons, no knives, no this, no that. Also, no sexual activity, and they couldn't look at the biggest dork. Yeah. <laughs> look at this big dweeb, and he gives them a look of like, no, no problem there, sir. Yeah. No. He, he was the one in the coat check room that was checking all the guns for everybody. That's what it yeah. was. I also like that they said that if any guns are found on premises, you're like kicked out or you know you go straight to prison. At least three people walking up the stairs were carrying guns yeah. up in the air. As like, no, this is my uh, emotional support rifle. And I'm just in school with well, me, like, right? You're now. allowed to be on the bus with all your guns. So right? like, yeah. I just picture yeah, right. Chris Farley yeah. being the guy driving there. You know, <laughs> telling him to all pipe down, and I swear to God, you know. Safety's on! (laughs) In my high school, if you did poorly enough, they would actually threaten you with suspension. And one of the things you could do poorly to get that is cutting class. So if you cut class enough, they'd give you what they call at-home suspension, where you weren't allowed to come back to school, which we all just went, that's what we want. We don't want to be here. That's why we're cutting class. Right. I never understood. So we had alternative school. So if you were like really unteachable, unruly and all this stuff and suspensions weren't working, they sent you to all alternative. We school. had one of those yeah. as well. Yeah. Yet they still let them come to trade school. And they, oh, yeah. when I say Neanderthal, I'm not making light of that. These guys, <laughs> they are literally the equivalent of let's bang rocks together and see what happens. Well, see, I remember mine was like one time my, uh, my wrestling team, we had to ride the same bus as those kids. Like that bus had to take us to the other school. And it was just like, oh, my God, this is like everything that every 90s like PSA has warned you about. Like, <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm really certain they all had switchblades pointed at each other with smokes and, you know, the marble reds rolled up in their sleeves. And I, you're riding it on the dare Oh, my bus. God. Yeah. <laughs> See, that was our trade school bus. Everyone had cigarettes and skull and dip and everything else. No, you know, so that was normal. All these guys have like killed someone at this point, And that's why they're going to Kiefer. <laughs> Another Guilt. thing that just is like so funny about this movie is is the clothes that everybody's wearing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. like some costume designer thought these clothes were cool and they're not at all. <laughs> Somebody watched me? Warrior. Everything that Cody wore is amazing. Yeah, Cody wore a jacket that looked like he stole it from a trumpet player. Right? <laughs> it did. <laughs> the shoulders were huge. Yeah. And everything but the tassels. Like, <laughs> First of all, don't diss Sergeant Pepper. He's doing all right. <laughs> Why you guys hurt knocking on my boy? <laughs> I want to I want to point out, because we're on the topic, Yo, Cody comes in in the same outfit day after day. Yeah. His girlfriend, in one day, had five outfits. Oh, yeah. What is she doing? Why is she going in between classes and changing clothes? She's the principal's daughter. She's allowed to have many outfit changes. She's in a a white outfit in math, and then she changes for another one for for her social studies, and she changes for another one for history. It's stupid. Have you met some preppy girls? I remember preppy girls in high school. There were girls that used to change. like They would like switch outfits. Yeah, uh-huh. especially like after gym class, that was always the big one. I, like, like, I would understand like, that, but it yeah. wasn't that. It yeah. was just this random pattern of uh, every shot she's in a new outfit. I also right. like that everybody has like one of Steven Tyler's scarves like yeah. wrapped around their head. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. That, that was, that was supposed to, 
That was supposed to be the colors, yet their entire outfit was the colors. Yeah, you know, they had like berets. <laughs> the black hearts were like tie dye, and I'm like, you're a hard gang if you're wearing tie dye <laughs> around, calling yourselves the black hearts. I don't know. There was like mix of clockwork orange mm. and warriors and all this other stuff happening in this movie, but. I was going to do so. Oh, I know what it was. Nate brought up the mom part. So I, I, I think saying that now, I want to bring this up. So watching this movie now, like literally the other day, I went, son of a bitch. I think I'm onto something here. So Cody gets out of prison. They come and pick him up. He's got a younger brother and his friends and everything that are full on into the gang life. He gets in and he's like, nah, man, I, I don't want to do that stuff. I don't want to do the drugs. I don't want to do this. I want to go to school. Everyone's like giving him shit. Like, what's man? You've changed. What What are you doing, man? Then a little bit later, he goes home. He's got a drugged out deadbeat mom. The, the kid's pretty much raising himself. They uh, kick. They threaten to keep kicking Cody out of the gang, you know, to um, what do you call it? Jump out instead of the jump in. There's a movie that has a lot of those same story plots that is very very famous somewhat controversial i know what it is uh-huh i figured when i broke yeah. it down someone was gonna pick up on that yeah because this i get huge ed edward furlong vibes from yes. this yes american edward history Fur x that's it so yep steven won uh <laughs> i watched this going somebody watched class of 1999 when they were writing American history. Well, that's what's weird I mean, because when I was watching Cody, all I kept thinking is this is what Edward Furlong tried to be in the early 90s. Well, and that's probably true, too. I mean, I see a lot of that, but that whole thing where like in American history X where Edward Furlong like rejects his brother because he's not going to be in in the club. We'll just say that. And, you know, uh, Edward Norton just wants to, you know, fix his life, you know, come to accept what he did was wrong. I got a lot of that with Cody in this, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be on a straight and narrow. I don't want the gang life anymore. That's not me. He does play it off. Like, I don't want to go back to prison, but he also plays it off. Like he's kind of tired of it. You know, he's just sure. like, I I'm out of this game. But the way they treat it is like, he's been in prison since he was eight. <laughs> and like he was in prison with everyone else that was eight. So they all grew up in, you know, the hard knocks. My guess is probably in and out of that's what I was putting together because it was like one of those things like you have one more chance and that's it. Once if you come back here, you're not getting back out. Well, that's something I was going to say too. Didn't they give him an ultimatum? Like you we're letting you out under the condition that you don't do anything at all. Right. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to do anything violent. Yeah. yeah. You had, and he had to go straight to school, which they're giving him shit about. I'm going to go to school. They literally told him as they were giving him his stuff, walking out of prison, you got to go to school. You can't miss a day. You can't do any yeah. of this. So we've literally spent probably 15 minutes just talking about the aesthetics and character building. And we haven't even got to the cool part of this movie yet, or the major plot of everything is the school is such a war zone that they have reached out to a robotics company to give them robotic teachers. As schools do. As most schools do. As long and, as the know, levy passes. And then yeah. we get albino mad scientist Stacy Keats coming I in. I love it. And with that was really cool contact lenses and sporting one of the most glorious feathery rat tail I have ever seen in my life. Mullet all tail. of that. All, all of that was his idea. And they, they went 
cool go for it he wanted to be an albino and that's what they went for i love stacy keach in this And so we get, we see this presentation amongst what I'm guessing is like the school board or whatever. Malcolm McDowell's there. He's the principal. And these three teachers come out, which is Patrick Kilpatrick, uh, Pam Greer, and, you know, the general from Delta Force Two, because I'm not going to look his name up again. Uh, So, and then they reveal, which I thought was weird. They like immediately reveal that they're robots to these people. And I was like, I always kind of thought that that would have been like a secret. They would have been like, you know, it's like, no, these are really, really good teachers. They're trained. They can do all this other stuff. And then because afterwards, like the te- the principal doesn't know there's like a control room that they're watching the teachers, mm-hmm. watching how everything progresses. He thinks they're just there to teach the big reveal that they spoil in the trailer, which I thought was funny is uh-huh. they never call them battle droids till the end which was supposed right. to be the big aha moment yeah. of they're not teaching droids they're battle droids and i'm like that was literally in the trailer um yeah. so they he they literally have like robocop directives you know and they'll go through like should i uh discipline take to principle corporal punishment and then if like you pick that one it goes to another menu that's like you know do i you know disarm them uh hold them back or do kill them basically is what we start seeing in this movie and and they they start out slow you know pam greer gets a pretty badass moment with the one kid disrupting class and you know none of the kids know they're robots they think they're just normal you know dumbass teachers i mean it's three new teachers that arrive on the same day right yeah yeah and well, one of them takes a, a specific turn disciplining their students. Well, they all have like a different way of dis- disciplining, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and they're all like weirdly good at it. Yeah. I mean, I I love I love how they each have their own almost like personality. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, like Patrick Kilpatrick is definitely like the gym teacher. I think he's supposed to also be the history teacher, but yeah. it's like, no, that dude is the gym teacher. We all probably Which remember was from my history school. teacher. <laughs> Yeah, they always. I think they did. They pulled double duty normally. At the risk of Stephen going crazy over me mentioning this, uh, I, I I love when the robots get introduced, and one of them is talking to because Malcolm McDowell and all that. They're like, "Oh, these they seem so advanced." And one of the robots turns and he goes, "We've got one million megabytes." <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm one- like. That's that's a that's a terabyte of information, which is actually pretty good in today's society. It is. It is. It's heard of in '84. So oh. Does that mean terabyte? That word just didn't exist yet. <laughs> oh no, it was there. It was there. Okay. It was just uh, it was unreachable at that point in history. So nobody yeah. knew what it was. My guess is most people wouldn't know what terabyte was. Well, that just sounds more sci-fi, exactly. right? That's a why they use million it. <laughs> megabytes. Uh, my favorite mannerism was whenever they would be like in a meeting that was supposed to be serious, and like Pat, uh, Patrick would have his legs crossed and he'd very be looking at the people intently, you know, like really trying to take in the conversation. And I was just like, you're just overacting it, but it's what you would expect, like. Yeah. this robot to do it's like i'm supposed to be a professional teacher all this other stuff and they they nail it in this roles all three of them as far as i'm concerned oh yeah they're they're chewing the scenery here but they know what they're doing oh definitely yes. yeah yes it's like i i fully believe like patrick has like training in like either mime work or something to that effect because the way especially as the movie goes on 
I he just gets better and better and better the more I watch. You can guess who my favorite person in this movie is right now. Um, but so as this movie progresses on, and we're not going to synopsize the whole thing, and hopefully if you're listening to this episode, you have seen it. But basically, the uh, the robots decide to really elevate things and get the gangs fighting each other. Like some reason they target on to Cody because Cody had literally watched one of them kill his friend. And I think that's what it was is he caught on Cody. Yeah. yeah he, like, he was so picking like, up oh, just God. as fast as they were evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing that's going on too, is you're watching them evolve and it's faster than what any, even Stacy Keach, you know, it's going so much faster and he's like, let them go. He's got a whole entire lab behind him. That's like, no, I think we need to shut this stuff down. And he's like, nah, let's keep going. It'll I be fine. Scientist thing of like, let my creature live. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Herbert West thing from reanimators. Like, nah, just let him go. Oh, no, let what him go. it was was Stacy got really excited when Spank started getting delivered. Cause Dude, that's, that's right. when they that's use right. corporal punishment. <laughs> Talk about one part that did not age well, <laughs> No, <laughs> but still hilarious. So, <laughs> Nate, won't you tell us about the spanking segment of this movie? Please describe, Nate. Oh, I've been dying to talk about the spanking for the last 48 hours. The spanking? Basically, we have the general from Delta Force 2 who decides that his two disruptive students need to be corporal punishment. That is his directive that he sees. And his way of doing corporal punishment is grabbing both of them by the collar, taking them up front, putting one on the ground, putting his feet on him, and putting the other one across his knees and spanking him. A lot of spanking. I mean, just nonstop. Yeah. And they speed up the film, so it's yes. really fast. It's really too. fast. And I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. whoever the sound person was, they deserved an Oscar that year because they <laughs> nailed it. This kid had to be like 16 as well, so this wasn't yes. like a toddler getting spanking. No, this is you like, have like no. this actual... Young 56-year-old actor just spanking a 16-year-old. And then after he's done with <laughs> one, he grabs the other one and starts spanking him. As if that guy didn't just learn his lesson from the previous spanking. And they're crying <laughs> out, like, in pain. And the whole and class is like, I guess we should learn. And maybe this is why we shouldn't pick up our Uzis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think this way, is the moment it, that we all come together now as a right. class. The entire class yeah. had Uzis. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're going to get a spanking if we do wrong. So we're just going to sit down and be polite now, as opposed <laughs> to let's just shoot the prick. Yeah, because like <laughs> right. right after they all get out of school, they could all get their guns back and go, all right, well, let's go get the guy that spanked us real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to see if there's like like a graph of like people who have like spanking fetishes. And then it gets to like <laughs> when this movie came out and it shoots up. <laughs> we've been accepted. <laughs> We're on the silver screen. <laughs> Finally, I, I we've been seen. <laughs> I always say representation matters. Representation matters. Even when it comes to spanking. These teachers, these disciplines, he does the spankings. They're back to the lab, and Stacy Keach gives them a line of something like, "This is a level seven multi-dimensional." <laughs> I love that. Multi-dimensional. <laughs> what are we talking about here? It's a the whole <laughs> right. The whole metaverse was involved. <laughs> it was man. <laughs> coming down and. <laughs> I think Stacy Keach had a spanking fetish. That's what I think. <laughs> I, think <he might> have. 
I just want every movie to have this kind of result, though. Like Desperado, <laughs> when Antonio Banderas <laughs> came across the guy that shot him in the hand, he just instead hey. of going to shoot him with his guitar case, spanks next him. Next time, next next sequel, John McClane doesn't win unless he spanks the bad guy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Russian terrorist that's trying to avoid getting spanked. <laughs> wow. Yep. You know, I'm not surprised. This is this is why we brought him on the show. Guys. <laughs> I I picked, this, I picked this movie. I know what I'm in for. Here, so it's I will say, fun. I will say, because I want to say something good about this film because I quite liked it. Um, I never quite knew what was going to happen. And that is oh, a, no. a real treat. That is a real treat watching a movie because yeah. you have these gangs that are pretty well established and you're not necessarily sympathetic to the gangs. They're oh. doing really, oh, really no, but terrible it's, it's stuff. It's a really good freeze though. I gotta say. That's your screenshot <laughs> at the end of the episode when you want to show that he was here. That's it. <laughs> Did I freeze for a second? Um, <laughs> His whole building's about to lose their internet again. Yeah. Yeah, this is oh, honestly I'm... probably the greatest picture. <laughs> just... I just I just took that picture, honestly. Perfect. There, ah, good, good, good timing. Time. <laughs> Great. I want you to know I could hear you guys laughing at me the whole time. <laughs> that was the point. <laughs> the Part of time. me was really hoping you planned that. It's just like <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what I froze on, so he'll send, he'll send you the snapshot. It's great. Oh, <laughs> glorious. I love this. I love all of this right now. This is, this is our, 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 our grand return, Nate, and this is beautiful. I love all yep. of this. Well, not 100% sure what's going on there, so I think it's time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. The Transformers will return after these messages. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stop Down with me, Stoppy, and my little brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Yes, you are. So join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben as we review monster movies from all around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and trivia. That's right, peasants. You'll find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Match Wednesdays, Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Down. Your one-stop chop for monster movie reviews, interviews, news, contests, and of course, me, Stumpy. And Frank. We're on a ninja journey when Ninja Warriors five hit the track, throw it back. Here our ninjas come alive. Pow, pow, power wheels. Enemies will hit us. They'll shake when we go past. Kawasaki ninjas rule like Kawasaki ninjas cool. Give them all a blast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, 
the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheep, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. So we pulled Steven back off the ledge from ripping all of his internet out of the building once again. I said some very controversial things. It it just got way off the lines. He (laughs) took his shirt off and started running around with these blue ether cables up and down the hallway. So yeah, best that it was cut. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yep. It will be because none of us can remember what the thought was. So we're going to just jump right back into this. It'll be fine. New thoughts, new praises, Nate, did you have a new thought for us? Brother? I did. Uh, what's the football team like for this school? I wanted to know about the sport. Because, like, I feel like, oh, he got a touchdown. We're just going to kill him. I, I like to think that this school doesn't have a football team as their major sport, more like a chess club or something. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. What's the chess club like? Yeah. What's Glee like? So they. They obviously wrestle because the coach was teaching them wrestling moves. Uh, Angel's playing basketball with his brother before he gets True. brutally murdered. Yes. And so I was like, so sports are a thing, just not at the school. But I was, I'm with you guys. I really wanted to know more about like the extracurricular activities. Yeah, I want to know what the, what the field trips are like when they get to go <laughs> to the like, local they're, museum. They're going down to the science center on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, they, it's honestly, guys, it's that scared straight thing they try to do yeah. on television. They take them down oh, to the yeah. prison, and all the prisoners yell at oh, them. Oh, hey, and, there's Cody. Yeah, what's oh, up, man, Cody? This, we miss you. This is Seattle. They're going to take him to the EMP. They're going to take him to the whole Space Needle area, do the parks and recreation gag. Oh, I'd be down oh, for that. <laughs> that's right. You used to live in Seattle. Is this yes, exactly what it looks like? Um, no. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> there is one area of town, yes, but the rest of it, no. Uh, interestingly enough, in this movie, they actually have the dystopian area where the kids are dying every day, and then these two guys go out and have a fancy meal in a nice place downtown. That's yeah. a lot more like what Seattle is. It's <laughs> like they're covering <laughs> up all the rundown stuff with these nice areas, trying to get you to focus on that. <laughs> like the teachers were even staying at a really nice condominium, you yeah. know? So it's like, they were like, this is literally like on one side of the tracks versus the other, because they also have to go to the same school. And I, it's just hilarious how this is set up. I like that as these robots, the only thing they need is this liquid and WD 40. <laughs> I love, love when they open up the cabinet and there's like 50 cans of WD 40. Well, dude, I'm it like, everything. So, like, <laughs> I like when she finds Pam Greer's bra and she goes, uh, you know, women have lots of personal stuff, but she's still a chemistry teacher. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those. 
It's chemistry <laughs> teachers. They don't have it's, shit. It's called yeah. as a kid, you don't think of your teacher like that. Literally, kids think the teachers live at school. Like when you ran into them at the grocery store, sure. go, Mom, Mom, my math teacher's here getting food. You know, that's meanwhile that's your math teacher's like, This little shit better not say anything. Do not come up to me. Do not come up to me. <laughs> this girl is defending her as a woman on woman. Like women have stuff, and this is a woman's thing, and she's a human being, but she's still a chemistry teacher. As if that somehow is a separate situation. Right. <laughs> I can't put these two things together. There's no way. <laughs> well, they didn't have the sex ed robot droid there. With them, so <laughs> That's a scene. Pam Greer also played that role. <laughs> I would I would hope so. Those I don't lucky want, bastards. <laughs> I don't want Patrick teaching me about that later. It's just Although like, after oh. seeing how she worked in this film, I don't need the hands-on version of that education. <laughs> she was icy with her hands. Oh man. I might stay with her flamethrower. She was hot. Oh exactly. <laughs> up bomb. There we go. That's what we missed on our technical difficulties right there. But <laughs> <laughs> I also so get back to the as they're trying to set this plot that the 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 robots are setting up the gangs against each other. We Brilliant. literally get a war zone gangland yeah. fight with teenagers with better armament than most militias down the street from me. And Cody has a handgun with the largest sight and laser on it. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of escape from new york and all those were like tango and cash cash wants his gun back that was, all the attachments unlocked in call of duty for that that's gun. what it was <laughs> you know how long it took me to get that it's going on my gun yeah but i literally have a rifle i don't care it's going <laughs> on my handgun and they, these kids cross like cody was able to drive from the militarized zone over to the suburbia area where the teachers lived do you think that's where they got all their ammo and everything? They just rode into somebody's they, back they just and steal it all. <laughs> there is a very well-off uh, guns and ammo store owner around that area. I I had that in my notes. This place has got to have a killer army navy. Oh, it, oh. Like, that dude's so, like I just sell to both sides, so I'm always coming up on top. <laughs> I, I got it, guys. We, it's been in front of us the whole time. This movie was directed by Mark L. Lester in Commando. There is an army surplus place that has the hidden room in the back that you hit the button <laughs> the and everything guy. opens up and there is everything that is in this movie is in the back of the Commando guns and ammo store. I solved it. There we go. That was my we're... mind. That, uh, now we're talking about the director that he goes from Commando to like this sci-fi crazy B-rated action movie right yeah like yeah. rip off yeah <laughs> it's just so insane to me that the dude worked with arnold and then does an arnold ripoff movie yeah. i really hope he pitched it to arnold at least one time <laughs> <laughs> like while they're filming he's like so i got a really good idea about teachers that are robots yeah. <laughs> he's like i know you've done the robot thing once once would you like, like it's going to be ever before you do it again maybe step in and yeah, I I would have loved Arnold in this, but it would have been, been the gym teacher. Absolutely God, would have been gym the gym teacher. teacher. It would have been hilarious. He also did like before this, like Firestarter. You know, right. I mean, yeah. he is, 
he's got a pretty good pedigree. And after this was, he rolled right into the showdown in little Tokyo with right. Dolphin Brandon Lee. I mean, the man knows action and obviously it's one of the reasons why when I watch this movie, it just, I just gravitate to this movie so much. There's no reason this may, should make sense or it should even, you know, you expect this to come from like Canon or full moon oh, or holy. one of these. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. not. And honestly, I, I didn't look up the budget. I feel like there's some, a bit of money behind this thing. Eight Especially million. When it, was it eight, eight million? million? That's yeah. decent. So because here's my one gripe about that. And, for what it's worth, yeah, you have a movie that has a good budget enough that they get these three cyborgs and these three cyborg arms and weapons and everything like that. And then she she grabs or one of them has the claw arm, grabs the kid, the claw, sticks him up to the wall, and we don't get to see the kill. Like you have the, for the robot, you don't have the budget for the kill. What are you doing here? I I am always irritated by the camera cut away for the kill and just the, the spray of blood on the face. Yeah. And to me it's always a cop out because the claw is so well done. It's got it's not a drill bit. It's like the end mill for a CNC that comes out of the middle and he driving it through this kid's face. And I don't get to see I don't even get to see the aftermath. We like, got to see it in Phantasm and they had less of a budget. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean it, I, it Go does ahead, look please. like he could slip out of that clop pretty easily. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Like I have tried to win many plushes with that same claw. <laughs> so I know it does not have much grip. Right. Just falls right out. Also, Cody waited till his buddy was already dead before he picked up the gun and blew the teacher's head off. Right. You know, it's like you couldn't have done that like ten seconds earlier. Which was glorious. But also they spent all the money for the drill kill on Pam Greer's hand melting. I guess. Which is amazing. Yeah, Looks we get awesome. the Raiders of the Lost Ark instead of the face, just her entire arm melting. Which, when that was happening, I was like, what's happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, uh, it's very weird. She, like, holds it up, and you see, like, the fingers start coming down. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's a flamethrower. That's amazing. Before we get too into too many of the kills, there is one scene in this movie that I want to know your reaction to. And oh, we kind of have we, a feeling I already know which one you're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Because we, we, we briefly, I briefly said it because angels outside playing basketball with his brother and you know, they're having a good time and the teachers have now declared war on, you know, fully onto the gangs. And so they ch hunt down angel, the kid, and they pin him in this like little parking area, cul-de-sac garage spot. And as angels trying to run away, there comes a point where Patrick, catches him is holding him above his head the camera cuts <laughs> and there is this body flying through the air smashes into the wall pam greer and the general from delta force look at each other and go oops uh -huh. i guess i missed it you know it's just out of I, nowhere it chucked that kid I, I have no idea if that's supposed to be intentionally funny or unintentionally funny <laughs> And I don't care. It's hilarious every time. I busted out laughing. It was his own fault because he never shouted catch before he threw the kids. So. That is true. Yes. He didn't go here catch. But it's it's just this. As soon as the camera cuts, you just see this kid-shaped you know, dummy fly. And I mean, hit the wall with force. 
there is an audible like thud. He didn't even need the noose. This kid died on impact. Pam <laughs> Greer and the guy look at each other and like, oops. It's so unexpected. It, it, is it just, just comes out of nowhere. It is, <laughs> it is my favorite. I mean, honestly. And I was hoping you guys got tickled about it as much as I did. Oh, yeah. because I, was like, I had to write that down. I'm like, do not forget. The thing about these B movies, there's always that one moment that's just so over the top ridiculous. It makes it worth watching. This was yeah. it for the film. Yeah. And, what about not, when they... What about when they drive off the pier? Oh, I, I hate, hate getting wet. I hate water. Yeah. And it's so deadpan. I hate water. Yeah. No, no other reaction. He doesn't even attempt to like hit the brakes. It's just like, no. I have now accepted this is my destiny. He knew he could yeah. walk back. He's okay. I mean, they're totally fine. And the, the, every time they show the general from Delta Force 2, he has a smile on his face. This oh, entire yeah. movie, he is smiling the whole time. He's waiting until he can spank back. He's he's smiling when he dies too, which is even great. I love all of that. But yeah, I couldn't jump into some of because it's like from this point forward, this movie just goes nuts. They're like, all right, balls to the wall. Here we go. Let's ensue chaos. I I love the tone of it though, because like it gets really like brutal with the overdose scene where they're just like one is shoving the drugs into Cody's friend's mouth and just like inhaling all the drugs and that's a brutal death yeah son yeah. and then you get to the war zone which is just so over the top and ridiculous it's an action movie gunfight it literally is, is. it yeah. felt but, like i was watching death wish like they, one, like you know death wish five or something they said know? that was the longest thing to film because of how different the angles were and all the time they took to reload the guns because you know while the movie, it's endless bullets, someone still has to go put blanks in all those guns. Yeah. And that took a lot of time because they are everywhere. And you you have the robots like in the midst of Dispatching all these people kids. fighting, killing yeah. people from behind, throwing a grenade, blowing up buildings. Like your friends are dying around you. They're still trying to shoot the other gang members. It's so wild to that see. That doesn't even count for the time that it takes when some, like the teacher's sneaking up behind those two in the broken down house, and he might trip and have to do the scene all over again. You know? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many times was? How many times did they bump the camera in a shot? Right. You know, going over top of something. Or There's like so shrapnel much... just goes in the wrong direction or something. You know. Yeah. Oops. We lost that camera. Whoops. But <laughs> I mean, there's so much involved. Like whenever you look at stuff, that that whole thing probably took like two, three days to film. You oh, know, and it, it's but it's awesome, and I love, I love every that bit of it. We get that craziness, and then we get the confrontation at the school where the two gangs like Cody driving up and they're, they're still at it. Like you killed my brother. Well, you killed my friend. You know, I was waiting for them to start snapping fingers and tie their wrists. Yeah. Like this is my story. You know? Yeah. I was, cause they they had a checkered past. They used to be friends, you know, now they have to come at, come to head with each other. And it's just, I was waiting. I was just, I was expecting to show us the side plot where all the elementary kids are going through the same exact drama. (laughs) As the right? high school kids. That's the prequel. Yeah, yeah that's the prequel. You kissed pre- her behind the slide, you slimy bastard. <laughs> with, I like, apple wonder. juice in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I often wonder with a movie like this, when the gangs talk about, we've been at war for years, but they never say why. And I'm like, <laughs> right. what started this? Like, yeah. what happened that set you two off from each other 
and now it's this year long. He ruined my favorite porno tape. (laughs) (laughs) It was my older brothers who went off to college to go fight in the great college gang war. And he went and jerked off too hard to my brother's porno tape. And now I don't get to do it. So I'm kind of upset. That's like the flashback. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been down. I was going to go down a show and tell route, but I like Nate's explanation so much better. That, that well, I was going to bring the tape to show and tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. that, that was, yeah. I brought this from home. I brought yeah, the I, greatest movie ever made. <laughs> oh, speaking of chaos, chaos ensues over here. No, but like, I mean, this thing just. It, 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 you get to that point where they all meet at the school. They decide to join forces against the teachers. And then the dude busts out a rocket launcher, which is my second <laughs> favorite scene in this movie. He's like, all right, bro, do it. And he pulls like you guys were getting ready to destroy each other. I would have had a shot of a couple of the other side of the gang members going, what the hell? Like oh, yeah, we, no, we had no he chance. So excited. Yeah, he's like, oh, I finally get to bust this out. He was like a uh, brick in uh, Anchorman running around with the grenade, just yelling inexplicably. <laughs> he's just pointing the bazooka at other people, and they would just run away. That's all it would take. Yeah. I guess that little rocket for 1984 technology had some big bang to it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of big bang to <laughs> Everything it. Everything had so much big bang. God, so much explosions. explosions in the end. It's great. Yeah. I love it. And they all like, we're going to ride motorcycles in the school. Everyone is on a motorcycle as we go yep. in. <clears throat> and they divide and conquer. And the teachers, this is when we get those great reveals of like Pam Greer's arm. Like they shoot her up and they see the green liquid come out of her like guts fall out of her too from behind which i love the ooey gooeyness of that oh, so cool. yeah great and, and then you know the hand melts and she's blowing you know flamethrower she hits a couple of them but then my ne- again my next favorite is patrick comes walking out of one of the classrooms stares at him and literally does the terminator move before terminator did it uh-huh. okay the original Terminator didn't do this. It wasn't until the second one where he holds his hand up yep. and peels the flesh off of it to reveal a Gatlin rocket launcher. I'm uh, like, I was expecting like a minigun. No, this dude's got like Ed 209 rockets. <laughs> Question. Go for it. One got a rocket launcher. One got a flamethrower. Do you think the one with the claw is disappointed? I, I totally <laughs> would have been disappointed. He did something in programming. Okay. The three cyborgs got together. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> click, 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 click. It's that. Or we bullshit. Never, we, we never got to the. He died before we could reveal that he actually had the love machine six pack gun shooter at his cross. <laughs> just drop his pants. And it's just, there's a get little, two little mini Gatlin guns going to, going to town. I'm but I'm convinced that these cyborgs are all that high tech when Pam Greer's flamethrower arm, the servos keep making all that noise the way it's making. They are the <laughs> loudest <laughs> robots once the skin comes off. <laughs> like, come I, I think it sounds awesome. I actually really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I think I it's love, very campy. <laughs> I love it. Especially when they do the thing like, do you hear that motorcycle? I'm like, no, I hear servo motor. <laughs> this movie can be judged by the like wideness of my smile, which yeah. starts 
very small, but I'm enjoying the movie. And by the end was like ear to ear. <laughs> oh, most definitely. As I'm seeing more and more batshit crazy, I'm like, this is like, if I was a kid, had my action figures and I'm making them smash into each other, I'm like, this is the storyline. Oh, I got to say. Yeah, I, yeah. Completely. If I was younger seeing this for the first time, uh, it would have been a whole different experience. I would have loved it even more. Yeah. This right by I, I, I'm yeah. so mad I didn't get to see this as a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw this as like 14, 15 years old. So I at least had it early enough. See, that's but, the right demographic. Yeah, the yes. oh, it's yeah. the perfect one. That's why this movie has stuck with me for so long. I'm actually mad at myself that I kind of not watched it for a long time until Tubi brought it up. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm I sat down, I watched it just because I watched the second one. I'm like, you know, I haven't watched the first one in a while. And I watched it going, I have to change the movie. Like that's literally yeah. my thought in my mind. I went, so I, I pretty much messaged Steven immediately and I'm like, Hey, I'm calling an audible. I really want to change this up and you'll understand once you watch it. And it's kind of how <laughs> I pitched it to all yeah, of Yeah, no, that's how he pitched it to me too. I was like, okay, I, I, like I, I went yeah, in completely blind. I didn't watch anything. And by the end of it, I'm like, why didn't I get a cartoon show of this? Why didn't I didn't get like, uh, you know, a game on my Genesis of this, you know? Yeah, a video game version of Class of 1999 would have been amazing. We found out they did one for Universal Soldier after we did the episode. So, you know, it's like this would have fit perfectly. And before we end out here, it's we got to talk about the final, the final finale of this movie <laughs> is... They that Patrick Kilpatrick gets run over by a car, and we get the great About Terminator thing. It's not really dead, and he comes out, and it's like, yeah, we're not even hiding the fact that we watched Terminator before we made this movie. And it's like half human, half robotics. Everything's like dripping off of him, body wise. When we get into the like puppetry work, basically. it's a, it's yeah. one of the best puppets I've seen. From really? this type of from this type of budgeted movie, I adore what they do with this. His honestly, I think the reason they left the eyeball in the robot sides of the eye, which really makes it goofy, is because if they took it out, it'd be like, yeah, that's definitely Terminator, and we're going to get sued. So right. we put the eyeball back in his head. But I really love how it moves and how they did it. You know, it does. It's not jerky. It's not like like uh phil tippett stop motion like ed 209 or anything like that i was really impressed with how this how this works and what they did uh, it's it's also the right beat for the end of the movie because you want to oh. end on a robot you know oh. what i mean you don't want to end definitely. on i yeah. need a full reveal of what their face looks like like yeah yes. you got a little bit yeah. of that in the beginning you, they teased it of like what they kind of look like, but they oh, yeah, they peel, the, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they peel back the mouth and everything, which is, I think, a Westworld reference, if I'm not mistaken. That's which, what I thought it was. They do the reveal from Yul Brenner to show that it's the mechanics. As a matter of fact, I think it's on the cover of the movie, too, from the VHS, where it shows all the stuff. But you get that, and then we've all forgotten about Stacy Keach this entire time. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh shit. I forgot about the albino dude. And he grabs the girl, holds her hostage. He's like talking about it. You know, he's, he's doing his monologuing. Ah, you caught me monologuing you bastards. And so he's running all this stuff as we're watching the robot go down the hallways. And then I, I love it. I love it to death. The robot push puts its arm through Stacy Keach's oh, chest. Guts him. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
and now we have back to Robocop where he, he gets his directives and says, I can't fire on this guy until he, you tell him he's fired. Right. The robot short circuits and just like, I'm just going to kill this bitch. Somebody <laughs> forgot to update it to something because all it said on his heads up display was kill, kill, kill. That's, right. That's all it said the entire time at the end. You need more and options. It was great. <laughs> and I got to say, this is probably one of the more creative kills of a robot. Like in Terminator, they crush it. You know, he gets caught in the, in the press as Linda Hamilton crawls through crushes him down all it's left is the arm for terminator 2 this one is it's chasing her up the ladder which is the one part of the robot that does look goofy like that (laughs) robot is not one part (laughs) it's not going up a ladder but what it did was allow cody to ram a forklift through its chest that means cody is so cool because he's forklift certified forklift certified so he that's he's going to get the girl because he's forklift certified. Yeah, yeah. I will say though he almost skewered her. Didn't give a shit about her at all. <laughs> For a moment, you're thinking that because she's still on the fork of the forklift when it moves. She it just happens that she's like resting on it, and then she wraps the chain around the robot's neck. She drops, and he lowers the thing and stretches the 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 coach out in. It's the most gory robot death I think I've seen. Like it's it looks awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, it looks so right. awesome. It's yeah. not blood and guts, but it is still gory it's, as it's brutal. Out. Like I felt bad for the robot. Like, oh my god, it's being <laughs> tortured. It's it's a great practical effect, and there's green liquid everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. The 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 head when it lands on the floor still looks awesome. Looks a yeah. little bit better than the puppetry version. They you know it's just the head, but I love it. And then it's like all the pieces just slump onto the ground in like three piles, when and they walk away. Have, They're done. Typically, when you have a killer robot movie, it just ends with an explosion. They just blow the thing up. Right, yeah, so not having, a hanging. <laughs> yeah, having anything different is always valuable, and having this one was much more creative, as you say. Oh, I wonder if it's because they hung his brother. Yeah, well, there you go. Ooh, See, I already... Ooh, I didn't oh, even like that. It all comes around. Damn. Yeah. Which, honestly... The movie just sort of happens, and the movie ends, and the gangbangers all have to have that late 80s dystopia all around them. And, and it's a fantastic uh, end song in this. <laughs> I was going to say, I the end it. song, I was losing it. <laughs> yeah. And... Speaking of songs, you know this movie was made in 1989. Yeah. Did you guys hear a song in this? Oh, I, I did. Uh huh. Uh huh. What What did you hear? I heard a Nine Inch Nails song. Hell yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And you're talking super early in their career. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they've only been really known as Nine Inch Nails for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- so they are excited to have this movie deal. Yeah. Oh, I, I guarantee. And I, you know, I, I know I've read some things where it's like, especially if a movie only uses like a couple seconds of a song, it, it, they don't have to pay as much, but a lot of bands would just be like, I'm in a movie. That's fine. Use as much yeah. as you want. But it, it was when he, the, the Hector's on a phone call and you're like, wait, I just heard uh-huh. nine inch nails. When yep. was this movie made? <laughs> I looked it up. It was like they they formed in like eighty seven or eighty eight to really become nine inch nails because this movie was filmed in eighty nine, yeah, and came out in ninety. They they delayed it before it came out, and I was just like, I'm old. Man, nine inch nails is really been a lot around for that long. But then B, it's like, man, Trent Reznor, 
you start out with class of 1999 and when you start there you win an oscar later on in life there and that's go, just man. the way it should be <laughs> mm-hmm. god bless you mark l lester for giving trent Reznor his break i guess that's what we're that's what i'm officially going to go on the record and say there Agreed. would be no nine inch nails without class of honestly nine inch nails <laughs> would not be as big as they are if it was not for the world-class class of 1999 i'm telling you guys well got i am so freaking happy that what i hoped happened would happen that everyone is smiling we've talked about this whole thing <laughs> technical difficulties aside we have all like gushed about this movie i if you haven't seen it god please it's on tubi it's free it's not gonna cost you anything but what an hour and a half if that i think is what the movie it's fun is. it's fun it, watch it's it yes. with commercials so you're gonna have like two hours but you know yeah so i think it says it's an hour 39 so and tubi's commercials are not bad tubi is knows to get them in get them done and don't do a ton of um stops i think you get like three per movie or something like that really um, i got like seven every commercial break and there's like really i only got two yeah i never get that many on tubi yeah. did you did you sign up to leo is that what happened? Leo clicks on too many of the ads. I do not. No. <laughs> I already know that I want to own the super mega Blu-ray 4K edition of this movie. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, boys. Well, let's get into the next segment. Let's do the uh, body count, which uh, for those keen-eyed viewers, pops up on one of the head heads-up displays of patrick kilpatrick in this movie during the gunfight he is keeping tally of the body count as he's watching the kids well, kill that's good it made your job easier a little, bit. <laughs> a little bit here we go yeah leave anything for us just bodies body count body count body count body count and i'm only just realizing that sound clip is from commando so (laughs) it's all connected i love it i love it so body count for class of 1999 is 44 people die it feels low (laughs) it does but it doesn't because i really did for a moment there i was like that's low and then i started thinking like well, wait a minute. No one really dies until the teachers start killing people and then the big gunfight. Like the gang, no one died in the big car chase, Mad Max style at the beginning. Yeah, I guess of the that's movie, true. Right? It's just everyone was just shooting and throwing grenades in the beginning. Hector just got boo booed after the car literally flipped with him in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and for those, you know, those that I did mention it. So the kill counter was at like fourteen when they show it from. The robot's perspective. There's a little segment. That's just right his there. perspective. Did we count all the other gang members that died? See, I was trying to figure out was it what he was watching or was that his personal kill count as he was going through? So yeah, were they lot, were the robots racing? <laughs> yeah, it's like was it like Gimli and Legolas? They yeah. were like, I have three. That only counts as one when he throws the grenade into the building. <laughs> they'll <laughs> compare. They'll compare notes back at the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I love, we, 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 we've really gone into the, uh, the, the, the meat and potatoes of this movie and I love it. Uh, potatoes. <laughs> All right. Here is an equally more difficult segment we have to do now. So now we have to do kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. All right. We're going to start with our guests and Steven, what is your favorite kill of the week and i will say right now you can we we can count the robots in this yes they, they count yes. <laughs> that was going to be my question yep nope i knew it was going to come up so they count 
I'm debating between two. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Pam Greer's fiery death in the oh, chemistry good lab. One. That is that is amazing. We didn't it, talk it, a whole lot about it, but it was a good death. It's it's both awesome, like just the you know like the cinematography when you know the everything blows up. It looks great, and her chasing them with the flamethrower looks great. But it's also hilarious because they take a fire axe and throw it <laughs> across the room and hit her with it with expert precision. Doesn't need to happen, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 that's totally added on just for. Flair. I don't know. He has an amazing one-liner after killing her. Yeah, it's like she got fired or something. There's a lot yeah. of great one-liners oh, in yeah. this movie, too. Yeah, don't forget to stretch, coach, or something like that on the final yeah. kill. Oh, but I the, love but that. The history yeah. teacher one, he's like, your history. Yeah, your history. <laughs> There's so many good one-liners in this. So, Alright, cool, Pam Greer's death on that. Leo, yeah. what is your favorite kill of the week? I'm Going to have to put Angel in as the runner-up, uh, okay. only because not because of his noose around the neck death, but I'm still convinced he died on impact hitting that wall. <laughs> I, we are we are all in agreement with yeah. that scene. Yes, but I, I think the kill of the week is going to be uh, the friend in the gymnasium who's pulling a gun on the teacher and got a, and got walloped. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. That kind of sets the tone for everything right there. Well, that's that, really that, a catalyst in the movie. That's where things start to just tick off. And yeah, around. it's like, oh, this is getting real dark quick. And, yeah. and can it, I, you're like, can, he could totally incapacitate that kid easily, but oh, yeah. then went snap and broke his neck. What was it, Steven? Go ahead, brother. I, yeah, I want to ask a question. Did he look like the only person in this movie that couldn't hold a gun? That kid? Oh, yeah, definitely. He was the <laughs> yeah. bad gang member. He would have not done any damage at the war zone. Well, he just kept like 18 vials of whatever that crap was. So. It should have made him Edge. better. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they make they they make reference to that. They were like I yep. saw him. There he would have never hit him or something yeah. like that. You know, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. He was so messed up on drugs. And you then know, he so got I was really like messed up. So Yeah, yeah, oh, insanely. So Nate, what is your kill of the week? I'm surprised none of us have talked about this one yet. There's probably a reason. Yeah, there's a big gunfight going on. And we got Cody and his friend. They're in the hallway, and you just see the wall break, and a dude gets snatched and bent backwards and mm-hmm. thrown through the wall. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. that happened, and I was like, "The Bob!" Like, blow yeah. my blew me away. You know, I was like, "That's such a good kill." And when the, the camera goes through the hole, there's two pieces of the yes. kid laying there. Yep. And the guy that did that effect worked on the blob. He's like, you oh, know what? That- this is a really yeah. good kill. I'm going to do it again. That's it. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it, that is that is a great kill. So I guess it's my turn. Yes, go for it, Charlie. Uh, you know, so here's what I got. My favorite is going to be Patrick Kilpatrick at the end, you know, when uh, they rip that robot apart. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change something up for my 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 special mention is the most artful is the fingers through the throat on Malcolm McDowell. Oh, that's a good when one. He, oh, that is Because a good you one. see the fingers go in the flesh. Yeah. Because even when the daughter bursts into that room later and he's still laying there, it still looks yeah. really well done because the finger imprints are right well, it's there. It's very much like uh, the thing. When yeah. The thing mm-hmm. takes over uh, the guy's face, you know. And- yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like putty, but it's just, and honestly, it didn't look, they do it. 
so well with the practical effects that if anything, watch this movie for the practical effects. They're not cheesily done. They're, they're fun, but they really put time and effort. That's where I feel like a lot of the budget that and the sheet metal vehicles that run around <laughs> and <laughs> Cody's Cadillac that literally they took the bumpers and flipped them upside down. Yes. And now I want that Cadillac and I'm going to do that. <laughs> I asked Nate, I'll do it in a heartbeat, but I, I, I adore that. So yeah, uh, kill of the week will be, you know, ripping the robot apart because it's not just metallic gore. You it's just gory for being a robot kill. And when when your your influence was Terminator, which Terminator we were talking about, most robots just get blown up or dismembered. They crushed him, which was awesome when you first watched that movie. You're like, I've never seen that kill. So they're already going, well, we can't crush him. It kind of sucks if we just blow him up. Let's take a forklift and stretch him across. Yeah. I, that is brilliant in my mind and creative, and I wish we could get more of that kind of thinking in movies. But all right, boys, let's do what we're known for here. Let's put an Ali Ong number to this. Ah! <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I know over at Spoils of Horror, you run by a different set of rules. You don't <laughs> review movies. You just talk about the enjoyment factor you have. But for today, you got to put a number to that enjoyment factor. So, Leo, I'm going to start with you because I started with Steven a second ago. So, what is your Al Leong score for Class of 1999? This movie falls into one of those unique categories for me where I can't say it's a great movie because it isn't in its own regard. It's just a cheesy little B film. But in that, how much fun did I have watching it? And the truth is a hell of a lot of fun. This is definitely a movie I would revisit and something that I would bring people in to watch on movie night and have a laugh and it would be a great time. So I've got to go at least eight or so with this one. Uh, perfect. I would I would hope for nothing less except for maybe Nate. So Steven, <laughs> how many Al Leongs are you giving this bad boy? So I'm a big believer that you have to compare a movie to the right movies. You can't say that, you know, Schindler's List is a 10, therefore this is a something. You can't compare them. No, you can't do that. The best version of this type of movie, we already said it is Escape from New York. Yep. All right? That's the best version of it. Maybe it's like Hackers, too. I, I got big Hackers Oh, yeah, that's movie. true. Totally. Yeah. So, um, Leo's laughing because he knows I love Hackers. Everything's I, Hackers. I, 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 I love Hackers. That movie. <laughs> yes. We adore that movie. I watch it all the time. If you decide to do it on your show. I would love to come back for hackers. Like we need to do oh, hackers yeah. now. We, yes. will, we will schedule hackers up. I'll, I'll yes. make it work. Yes. Yes. My whole reason for being here. Yes. <laughs> uh, he intercepted us. <laughs> He's been in the wings for weeks going, I'll get him. <laughs> um, there's a lot I like about this movie. We've covered everything I think is goofy. Um, there's a lot of good actors in it. There's a lot of, uh, it's got a great color palette. It's just a good looking movie. Um, a lot of colors pop. Uh, I think it's got a really good script too. It moves like it just it. Biggest crime for a B movie is to be boring. This movie yes. is never boring. No, this movie is a lot of fun. It's always changing. It's always becoming something new. I really like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm not gonna go quite as high as Leo, but I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I really enjoyed this. This was a All lot right. of fun. Fair, fair. No, that's solid. Nate. Come on, Bubba. You you literally signed yourself in as Mega Cody Lover 
on your video. <laughs> I was going to make it super mega Cody lover, but it wouldn't let me have that t- that many characters. Oh, okay. He tried. So, um, obviously, I was a little worried we were going to have a metal storm debacle when you had recommended this. I was oh, like, oh no. boy. I wasn't going to do that into? to you. And then with the opening of the movie and kids with guns, there was a part of me that went, oh boy, this is not going to age well at all. I got super nervous and just like, little cringe you know and then i had a complete blast and i really do think this is like my favorite movie we've covered in a very long time as far as just something new so i I really think it's like a 9.5 for me i can't think of anything i'd fix i can't think of anything i'd change i just i had such a blast if i was 12 i would have had a sexual awakening of cody and christy (laughs) i would have not known what to do with myself i at 34 i still don't know what to do with myself i'm i've you picked a banger (laughs) uh i i had hopes and then when i was watching it i knew that beginning was gonna like kind of throw everyone off a little bit you know i knew it doesn't start off super hard until basically they really you kind of really start questioning it when you see all the cars and the big car chase at the beginning of the movie like what am i watching i knew we were okay once we got to the metal detector with all the guns being turned in i went oh there, this there is, is going to be interesting. <laughs> there is a point in this movie where everything clicks and it's like, ah, Charlie is an evil genius. And <laughs> I, I really did. I, I knew based on what you guys cover at spoils of horror, what we like here. I was like, man, this, this is that perfect B. This was hard out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Char- Charlie, can I just tell you something real quick? Yeah. When I started ahead. watching this. I was thinking to myself, I wonder what it is about this movie that they thought was perfect for us. And in the first five minutes, they were like, these teachers are robots. And I went, okay, there it is right there. (laughs) (laughs) And and all the way till the end. And you're like, wow, he really does listen to the show. You know, that's (laughs) those those moments. Um, And I know I got to give this a score and I adore this movie. I have loved it ever since I watched it as a kid. It is a, a favorite, and it sucks that I have to say it was almost a forgotten favorite. You know, you, you, especially doing the show, you forget about some movies that you're like, you remembered how much, you know, you enjoyed it till you finally get to re- revisit them again. And I was so glad I, I stumbled back onto it, and it just rekindled everything I love about it. And I love the second one. And honestly, Class of 1984 is good. I mean, if you've seen movies like The Substitute or... Uh, what is it? Armed and dangerous is the, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that have taken influence from what Mark L. Lester did with not class of 1984. Um, but this one just slaps, man. I love it to death. And I'm going to have to be there with Nate. I got to give it a nine five because it is so damn enjoyable. I want it on Blu-ray 4k. I want it in virtual reality. I want to be Patrick Kilpatrick. <laughs> And see the entire movie through his vision. Um, in the meta quest. <laughs> I yeah, that's that's it, man. Like if they don't if they don't have that sector of Seattle in the metaverse, can we take it and make <laughs> our own little dystopian I, future? I gotta right be there? honest, not to prick any balloons here or anything, but I'm not sure how much that was actually filmed in Seattle. <laughs> well, I thought it was Cleveland. I just like to be script accurate, I guess. Now, <laughs> Cleveland, I can guarantee that that's 
half of what Cleveland didn't looks like right now. Oh, no, sure. not, like, nothing at all. Skyline shot of Seattle. You didn't see the Space Needle anywhere, so I don't know how real no. that was. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people in Seattle wear those same clothes right now, too. So it, well, it, now, yes. they come back. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's coming back. It's coming back. So, no, <laughs> I'm super happy you guys loved it. All right, Nate, uh, you know, it's it's weird. Your segment is the one part I hate most about the show is now we got to hear the uh, trash. Not not due to Nate. Nate does a superb job, but I hate listening to these wannabe movie reviewers. They oh, really it's piss my, me my off. My favorite part, because I just picture someone from Seattle that went to film school, very prestigious, and I only watch the finest angled lights where no one talks in the movie. <laughs> they're just spreading peanut butter and jelly on bread and that's all it is just no, black and no white. words black and white all right here's your music i'm the trash man i come out i throw trash all over the, all over the ring and then i start eating garbage and then i pick up the trash can and i the guy on oh that's gonna be a disaster all, All right, right this comes from RCS back in 2007. Okay. He called this a frantic salad bowl, third rate Mad Max plus Escape from New York plus Terminator, a two out of 10. Ooh, well, I don't, I don't like this guy. If you can watch a movie at two times the speed and still get all the sense or charm out of it, this is the movie. Third rate to say the best overall some special effects are not bad some even copy spoof or rival with terminator a few scene might even be a constructed as anticipating t2 but the whole is a messy salad bowl between mad max post-apocalypse survival like gangs of dirty juvenile thugs dressed in colorful rags add bits and pieces of some late 1970s escape from new york and the Warriors add some out of place romance angle in which the principal of this school packed with hallucinating juvenile thugs where gang warfare dominates, takes his beauty pageant and innocent daughter. The rest are Mad Max style vehicles, frantic chases, fireworks and confusion, much confusion. The paper thin <laughs> plot revolves around educational defense ministry dispatching four warrior machine androids to dis discipline a war zone high school but things get quickly out of hand all actors were at the time soap opera super serial or cable tv junk actors so Ooh. don't expect much of them it has the fireworks of a schwarzenegger's 1980s actioneer without the charisma third rate and salad bowl only special effects are passable. Ugh. He like, made everything I like. Malcolm McDowell and Pam Greer, I'll tell you what. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so upset. Ugh. While we were on break, Pam Greer was at Ohio State University, and I didn't know. So, oh. like, oh. yeah, like, um, she was doing, like, a and a there, and I didn't know, so the event was sold out. Missed out on that. Would have been cool. Yeah, Nate. Sometimes we tell you things and you forget. Yeah, well, Pam Greer was 15 minutes down the road. Third-rate right. actors. That's that's like you have you have three top-tier actors in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, you have three. You know, absolutely. Six or seven years later, Jack uh, Jackie Brown was one of the best movies ever made. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, seriously. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Yes. Now Malcolm McDowell is a little ridiculous. He's he'll be in anything, but he's earned, (laughs) he's earned that right. though. I mean, really. Stacy yeah. Beach is no slouch either. He no, has a strong reputation of filmmaking. He's absolutely he's there, you know. Absolutely. And I mean so it, many things. And like like the acting in this movie, I really enjoyed because everyone knew what their part was and they knew how to perform there, at its strongest. There's a there's a type of acting that shows up in these B movies where like everybody's a little too loud. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like, like you mentioned that on your Nine of the Demons episode where it's like their way of acting is just get louder. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like when you try to look at a B movie through the lens that you would watch, like Itumama Tambien, like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or like, or like, uh, you know, something like that. Like I just, it's, you're putting on the wrong glasses when you're watching it. I remember when the latest Mortal Kombat movie came out and a guy was so upset with the acting. I'm like, it's a Mortal Kombat movie. Like, <laughs> right. I was like, I, I remember telling him, like, what'd you expect? Like Daniel Day Lewis to be in this? He's like, well, I would have much rather preferred that. I'm like, we all would have preferred to see Daniel Day Lewis play Scorpion. Cause duh. But, <laughs> and, and in the newest one, the actor who plays Scorpion is an excellent actor. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, this is what irritates me with these wannabe reviewers and doing this segment. Cause what they do is all their negatives is everything. I put positive. That's to what I love about the it. Entire like, movie. Like, title. <laughs> like the whole thing down to Arnold esque. I'm like, it was directed by the dude that directed Arnold and commando. Yeah, so they did one of my favorite maybe Arnold there's movies. some influence. I don't know. <laughs> God, man, these people are entitled to their opinion, even if their opinion is shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Leo, we're getting that put on a shirt. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. I was going to submit the art for it. <laughs> well, you guys work on that behind the scenes. Okay. All right. Well, everything I wanted to happen from this episode, even though this has been a long time coming, has come to fruition. I got you guys on the show finally. It will happen I, again. I, I, for hackers. <laughs> for, for hackers is the only way I'll get them back. <laughs> Although I think right now it's only only uh, Steven that said it. I don't think Leo was all that enthusiastic. He's like, thank God. Maybe he'll <laughs> shut up about that movie. I, I'll, uh, I'll admit this openly, and I'm not sure I've even admitted it to Steven yet. I might have. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, oh so now we're definitely doing hackers. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It wasn't a lack of enthusiasm. I just don't have an opinion yet. <laughs> oh, I had a pitch for you guys at, when we're done recording that we'll talk about yeah, after this yeah, as we'll, well. We'll do Sweet. That. So I would also yeah. like to take a quick moment before we wrap up to applaud sure. Stephen for making it through the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> His internet, you know, he didn't get mad. I didn't touch anything. totally not and i restarted the router all right (laughs) it's totally only only had to use the technical difficulty button once so so far so good just just for your audience i wish they could have like i wish my audio had stuck around for that like 10 minutes that i was gone because i was like i was like god damn it (laughs) (laughs) pulling cords and (laughs) Starting things over. I like though because there was like a comp part. Like I could tell there was a comp part where you yeah. call it Leo, and he's like, uh-huh. "Did you download that?" Uh-huh. 
that is such home. an insight to our relationship like where we just sort of calm each other down every now and then i loved when you came back and went i heard everything you guys said <laughs> because it's not like this has never happened before so we're all referencing it and i went this would be the greatest practical joke ever if steven was the perfect mime stuck frozen <laughs> Uh, no, nope, the wherewithal to find the right button to make that happen on purpose, I would have laughed. I would, I would have loved it, every <laughs> bit of it. I can barely find the number keys on this. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him about the F twelve numbers. Uh, <laughs> he calls Leo. All right, so, so what's my email again? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I write for the show, and he edits. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming back on our inaugural return from being Yay, on vacation. So kind of eased us so back much. into the driver's seat. Yeah, Nate, Nate was like, we're going to come back. I don't know how well we're going to sound when we come back. So we brought back up. So that is the best thing. Uh, either of you want to pitch your show real quick. Not that no one that listens to us hasn't ever heard of you, but why don't you do it live for us? Cool. Yeah. Leo and I are spoils of horror. We're a horror movie hangout show where we basically sit down each week and talk about a different movie that's lost, popular, bizarre, strange. Uh, we do cover the popular stuff, but we like going hard and we like getting into some really, really esoteric territory, covering the politics, covering the jokes, covering stuff we find funny, just kind of talking about everything just like you would with your buddy. And uh, I don't know. We think the show's a good time. Well, I know it is. I, I listen would agree. regularly. Yeah, I, Nate and I both do. I have, if anything, this like Steven slipping into my DMs has probably been the greatest like DM slide ever. <laughs> that always, it's always epic. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that. And you know, it. I, I know it's a good show when they're like, "Hey, if you've never seen this movie, go watch it." And I'm like, "Nah, I'm going to listen to you guys first, and then I'll decide <laughs> if I actually want to watch the movie." Which, thank God, I did that with the Greasy Strangler episode because yes. I will never watch that movie. That, that is a gift that keeps on giving. It that. is. <laughs> it's like that brief moment. Yeah, that brief moment of maybe I should watch the movie first, and then I listened and I went, "Thank God I didn't." All right, boys. <laughs> So for your audience, that movie was picked for us by another podcast, yes. uh, a great, a great show called a hunt 100 horrors, which and our listeners have heard that commercial played on our show as well. Oh, they're very funny. So they picked that for us and it fell under, we, we diff, picked different movies each week. Leo gets a week. I get a week yeah. just like you guys. Yeah. So it fell on my week and I remember watching it and calling Leo and going, they got it so perfect for us because this is definitely the kind of movie I would have picked. <laughs> it was exactly Steven's kind of movie as well because I ended up watching it for the first time ever going, what is this? How did this happen? Why are people making this? Which is exactly the kind of movie he tends to bring me. <laughs> right. And but you we, guys but... sent them cue the winged serpent in return. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there was a fair trade-off though. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. I uh, we're going to cover Q eventually. It's both on both of our short lists. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you this: we both liked the Greasy Slet Strangler. It it is what it is. Oh yeah. But we laughed a lot during that movie. Yeah. I was just like, you guys liked it enough that I don't need to go through that. So I was like, <laughs> <I don't." laughs> we still we still say lines from that movie all the time. Well, sure. I, 
I will yeah. enjoy it through your enjoyment. So that's that's where that goes. So it's a everybody, safe, safe bet. That's it. So everybody, please, please, if you are not already listening to them, please go check them out. Go go on Spotify, rate them five stars. It you know it helps all of us out. Speaking of which, please go check out our show if you haven't yet. Give us five stars rating on Spotify. Go check us out on iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook at Give Me Back My Action Movies and Give Me Back My Horror Movies. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on whatever comes out next. Moo Moo. I don't know. There's new ones happening every day. I don't know. Everyone left Twitter supposedly and went to a new yep. one. I don't know. I need know. a new couch, so that OnlyFans is getting closer and closer to happening. Yeah, I mean, I've really been trying to push Nate. It's the only way we're going to get paid for ever doing this. It's the only way I'm going to get uh, a couch and a couch. So, but yeah, you can find us all there, and please go check out all the other shows on the network. You've heard them. I won't roll through it all this episode. While long has been enjoyable, and I'm sad for it to end. I feel like we could have talked another thirty minutes about it, but you know, we will uh, maybe save that whenever we do the sequel at one point. So, (laughs) yes, yeah. (laughs) Nate, you got anything else for us, brother? Nope. Just what's the good word, sir? Don't forget to stretch, coach.